Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Nuts in a Pod. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Emery. And we have a special guest today. Uh, Emery, would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, I will introduce the very special guest. The special guest is April Grubb. April and I have known each other for like 15 years. We met during our University of Louisville days. She was a worker at the bookstore. And I was a student who would frequent the bookstore because I had friends that worked there. <laughs> and we've developed a friendship since then. We've known each other for over a decade now. Mm-hmm. Wow, you really hold on to friends. Yeah, I keep them. They can't <laughs> leave. <laughs> like you, you're not getting away from me. Well, I'm a Scorpio, so we're possessive. And so we keep people. And yeah. then if we don't like them, we get rid of them. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> and I think Scorpio is like my... Like, I don't know. that All the signs have like a... Compatible. Like the other side of the coin. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I have no idea. I I really, I only know the people that annoy me. I know what their signs are. Yeah, me too. And then I know my sign. And then I know my loved one's signs. Like my family members and other signs. Yeah. It was something that I I learned. It kind of reminds me of like looking through the looking glass. So if I looked in, there'd be like you over there. And I'd be like, that kind of looks like my world, but it's different. Okay, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Um, my husband's a Taurus, oh, and I'm an Aries, so we're, we're both really stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. I don't know. I always just go like, I'm always just like, oh, yeah. They'll say like, yeah, I'm a Taurus. I'll be like, yeah, you definitely are a Taurus. Like, <laughs> Even if you don't know what it means. <laughs> I have no idea what it means. I just want to do that to them. Uh, but, yeah, so April, wonderful guest. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, before we get into everything, we're going to get into the business which is me again. I get to keep talking. Um, you can't tell my voice is a little raspy than usual. Uh, sultry, as Lizzie said. Yeah, so. <laughs> sexy cold voice. Sexy cold voice. Uh, so you're listening to Two Nuts in a Pod on 106.5 Forward Radio. You can listen to us anytime at forwardradio.org. You can also find us on streaming services, CastBox, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We're everywhere. And you can find us on social media platforms. Facebook is Two Nuts in a Pod with the two, the number two spelled out. And then Instagram, because it's so cool and hip, is the number two, just literally the number two, Two Nuts in a Pod. You can also email us anytime, day or night, 24-7-365 at two nuts in a podcast at gmail.com. One of our 9,000 interns will answer in a timely fashion. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're back there. They're just clicking, clacking all clacking back, away. Back there, the big keyboards. They're just going to town, uh, just answering all these emails because we get. I mean, it's it's a flood. So um, yeah, yeah. So that's the business. All right, very good, succinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sultry and succinct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are going to start with our first segment, which is how are you for real. So this is a segment where we want to actually just real talk about what's going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually when people ask how you are, you just say fine or like can't complain or, you know, great. How are you? But we want more than that. We want to actually hear the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Can I interrupt real quick? Uh, So. When, when we talked about it, you said, fine. It made me think of George Carlin. And George Carlin is my, my favorite comedian. I grew up on him. Uh, we would li- we'd go on road trips and listen to him, which is kind of inappropriate for like a sixth grader to be listening to George Carlin. But it was like, whatever, my parents didn't care. But we listened to George Carlin, and he said the joke was, he would say, you know, no, what, nobody ever says they're fine and dandy. And he's like, no, fine and dandy or whatever. He's like, nobody's ever, like, nobody's ever fine and dandy at the same time. And he was like, one time in my life, 
I was fine and dandy. But nobody asked me. <laughs> and I was just like, whenever someone says fine like that, I just think of fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. I feel like I spend my life in fine and dandy. I'm yeah. very like, I'm fine and dandy. <laughs> dandy. Yeah. Dandy's nice. a little spark flood yeah. there. I don't think I've ever been dandy. My depression won't allow me to be dandy. Fine and depressed. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, uh, Emo, we'll start with you. Okay. How are you for real? Uh, so I had kind of a rough weekend. I, uh, and then I had some good spots, too. I'm going to tell you about it right now, uh, <laughs> as opposed to tell you later. <laughs> so the good time, uh, the bad time was on Friday. I just had a, a situation where I went to a local bar here in the Louisville, greater Louisville area, and I uh, ran into a few people from my past, and I just, you know, I didn't really want to necessarily run into them um and i wasn't really comfortable with it and i was just kind of like from there on i just i was so anxious the whole night and i had actually the two previous days i'd forgotten to take my medicine because i would take multiple pills during the day so i forgot and then it was a full moon it's the start of leo season all these things. And we hate Leos here at Two Nuts in a Pod. Oh, I love my Leos. <laughs> no, we hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many Leo friends. Yeah, we've like banned them, I think. I don't think they're allowed in the studio. Uh, so <laughs> it's full moon, start of Leo season. I've got multiple people from my past here. And I was just super anxious. And then a friend asked me, like, what does that feel like for you? And I was like, man, it's like... It's like if you're watching TV, I don't know, it's like that static, when that TV, that white and black static that would pop up sometimes. It's like you're changing the channel thinking it's going to go to something new, and it's just that again. Like mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Like every time I'm like, think about something else, but it's just, think about something else. Like I just, I can't get it out. And it's something that's very difficult to process. And I have to like, I have to be around someone I can talk it through and be like, hey, I got to talk this out. But I didn't really feel comfortable doing it in that space and setting. So I felt uncomfortable being myself. And then I felt uncomfortable with how my anxiety was taking me. Because usually I'm in depression mode. So depression mode, I'm pretty good with that. I know what to do. But anxiety mode, I'm just like, oh, God, I'm all rattled now. Like, And I just, I was so rattled from that night. And then I had another uh, person from my past try to make contact with me on Friday. So everything was just happening on Friday. And I was like, this day sucks. Like, I hate this. And it's like, man, I really don't like being single right now. And then I don't like going to places in Louisville where it's, you know, a good-sized city but also a small town. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, so many people from my past are here. And I don't necessarily know if I want them to be here with me at this moment. Um, you know, one-on-one -on -one may be a little different. Other situations may be a little different. But just then when you're with your friends and trying to have fun, I'm like, I'm going out to dance. And, like, I feel distracted. I'm like... I can't even focus on dancing. And that's like my favorite thing with that going on. So I was really frustrated and stressed out. Went to bed stressed out and frustrated and angry. Woke up frustrated and stressed out and angry. And I just asked my roommate, I was like, so I have a season pass to Kentucky Kingdom. Long story short, I bid on a silent auction for Kentucky Kingdom season passes. I thought other people would bid. Nobody else bid. So I got two Kentucky Kingdom season passes, two of them, and a day pass. So I was like, okay, well, I have to use these. So I got a season pass for the first time since 1990. <laughs> it's now <laughs> 2021. And then uh, my roommate, I was like, hey, man, like, I know this is kind of weird, but do you want to go to Kentucky Kingdom with me? And he kind of like laughed. And he was like, he thought about it for a moment. He's like, yeah, I'll go. 
And I was like, man, I got a, I got a season pass for you. So you'll like have a pass. And honestly, like I was so grateful for that moment of like somebody being like, yeah, I'll do that. Cause I think he could tell. And I talked it out with him. I was like, man, like I really didn't like last night. I, I just, everything about it just really like hit me hard and like hit me harder than usual. And, uh, he was totally understanding and then was just like, yeah, I'll go do that with you. Cause I was like, man, I need something to distract me. Like, because when I'm in my head, I will be lost in my head and, um, I'll just continue doing that for so long. So he's like, okay, let's go to Kentucky kingdom. And we had a blast. I'd been there on a weekday and there's nobody there, but then I was there on a weekend. It was like, good Lord. And we, uh, I mean, the lines were long. It was hot. Uh, you know, some of the stuff's expensive, but like we had a great time. We had like it was so much fun. We got on certain rides together and just like laughing and being so silly. And it was like this is really nice. And like I thought about how grateful I am as like a grown man to have another grown man and be like, man, I know this is kind of weird. Like this may seem childish, but like I actually really like theme parks, surprisingly enough. And uh, he said, yeah. So we, went, we had a, we had a little blast. Took a little selfie in front of the Kentucky Kingdom sign. I saw they had Louis, who's like their mascot he's like a lion with a king's hat he's like king louis or whatever <laughs> took me so long to figure out what he was he's <laughs> king louis okay we all know who that is and uh he i wanted i actually went to one of the people there and i was like he was like 16 and like sweeping stuff i was like hey man you know where king louis is like i'd like to take a picture with him we did get a picture with king louis unfortunately but we had a great time uh, rode some roller coasters, screamed a bunch, yelled a bunch. I lost a lot of my voice. I was already losing my voice a little bit for some reason, and uh, now I'm losing it more. So, but yeah, that really helped because that was, man, I I really hated that previous day, and it just was so grateful to have someone to be like, yeah, I'm down. I was like, man, I love when people are like that. It's like when I want to share my food with people, everybody says no. They don't want my food. I want them to eat my food when I offer to share it, especially if I don't want the food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do love amusement parks, but I, I'm like an old lady and I really don't like roller coasters. Yeah. I have a roller coaster story when my husband and I were in Korea. That's where we met. Um, we were both teaching English and um, we went to this like kids park together and uh, there was one roller coaster there. It was probably like... I don't know. I'm really bad at judging heights. Maybe 40 feet tall. I mean, it was a tiny roller coaster, maybe 50 feet tall. Yeah. Um, but it had like a couple of like corkscrews in it. Yeah. Um, which really freaked me out. Anything when I go upside down. But I was still like trying to be the good, cool girlfriend and like go on the roller coaster ride with the kids' roller coaster ride <laughs> with Seth. Um, but I ended up, I was so nervous. I was like chain smoking in line all the way up there. And you can do this in Korea because everybody smokes. But there was like kids in line in front of and behind me. And I'm just like nervously chain smoking. Like, oh my gosh, I just, I don't know if I can do this. And uh, I made it. I, I did the ride. Nice. Apparently, though, I don't know what I said because I was like blacked out from fear. But apparently, I just cursed like a sailor the whole time. Nice. <laughs> Like children, all those kids heard it too. Children everywhere. And some directed like directly at Seth's. I'm just like, I hate you for making me do this. <laughs> F you. I can't believe you made me do this. Um, and that was my last roller coaster experience about uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, we, we definitely rode a coaster. We rocked a coaster. And we uh, we kept thinking of different jobs you could have at the park. Like I wanted to be director of storytelling. Mm. 
like I would be able to create. I would because I like sometimes you can't really hear what the story is behind the ride, and I'm like, okay, you got to create like a cool story and like get people like pumped up, like get people in the crowd to do like like mm. chants and stuff. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like that's what I could do as the director of storytelling at Kentucky Kingdom if they would just hire me. I was thinking about like the wrestler guys like that come out and get you like super hyped. Oh that yeah, two dudes are gonna be like and in the left corner. Yeah. So you'll be like and coming around the bend. <laughs> in the left corner is a kid barfing into the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I definitely improved with that. And today's been weird too, but um, yeah. So that was I was really grateful for that. But it's kind of just a little up and down. Yeah, I would go to Kentucky like Kingdom coaster. with you. Like a roller coaster. Look at April. <laughs> I would go to Kentucky Kingdom with you and just ride the kitty rides. Oh yeah, I'm down. I would go to Kentucky Kingdom and ride any ride. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I would trump You're that. a coaster head. I love coasters. I. I um, grew up in eastern Kentucky, like as far east as you can get before you're in West Virginia. And we would drive to North Carolina, South Carolina. There's like a park called Carowinds. I don't even know if it exists anymore. Carowinds, yeah. Yeah, but it like borders the two states. And so I just remember like you would jump and be like, oh, I'm in North Carolina. Ooh, I'm in South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) But um, every year we would go, I wasn't tall enough to ride the upside down roller coaster and i was so depressed it's like i could not get tall enough to ride this ride and finally like one year my dad was like we're gonna get you some super like platform shoes (laughs) and you're riding it this year and we rode it over and over again and luckily the park like wasn't very busy so they let us just stay on the roller coaster and i got to ride it so many times yes yeah I just remember like riding like I used to when I was younger I would force myself to ride like this the scary roller coasters with friends and I would be so proud of myself but like we would get to the end of the ride and every time so everyone would be like let's go again and I'm like are you guys crazy <laughs> like did you just go through the same thing I just went through like I need to get off I, I only <laughs> promised one ride <laughs> this is it that's all I said I would do <laughs> I don't I don't get it so Lizzie how are you for real? I am doing pretty good today. Look at me. <laughs> we both just made a facial expression to each other like, oh, look at you. Um, I woke up at a reasonable hour because I had some errands to run today. And they were errands that I'd been putting off for like weeks. Um, I've been such like a depresso that it's just very hard to get things done stuff around the house is really hard to get done but like especially like having to run errands and i had some things i needed to return and it was just kind of like pain in the butt kind of errands mm. so i had to like psych myself up to go do this this morning i was like chain smoking just like i could do this i can do this like i'm a person who can be out in the world and get things done and it'll be fine i think it's my social anxiety just because it's like you know, I had to go to the mall to return something, and that's just like malls are really scary when you have social anxiety. Just, and you went, you went alone. I went alone. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Do, um, if you opened a coffee shop, would it be called Depresso? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Ooh, that's an idea. I used to be. A, I was a barista, like for my whole <coughs> high school, college years, actually. 
See? And the chain smoking would go right with Depresso. So you totally. know the business. Yeah. I would let everyone smoke inside. <laughs> it just, it would, everyone leaves smelling terrible. You have to be depressed to come here. Yeah. Be like the opposite of the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Yeah, because they're too happy in some of those places. Yeah. You're just like, calm down. It's the free espresso. I used to be one of those chipper baristas because mm. we were just pounding free espressos all day. Yeah. I can't drink coffee like that anymore. I get like palpitations. Like I'm too old to drink coffee like that anymore. You know, I've only had five cups of coffee in my entire life. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I tell people that and like I think people will be impressed by my not drinking coffee and they just think I'm weird. They're mm. just like, oh, you're just a weird person. <laughs> like I'm just like, mm, look, I don't drink coffee. Dur, dur, dur. And they're just like, yeah, that's not cool at all. Like you're just weird. So I'm a morning person and I don't drink coffee. So I'm like immediately awake and I don't need coffee at all. I don't drink coffee either, which is really weird. Oh. I've managed coffee shops. Oh, yeah, you to, have. To, I had to test other baristas on their barista skills and I didn't drink coffee. Oh my God! So just take a sip and like spit in a spit bucket or something. Yeah, more like the you know like the spray it across. Ev- Ooh, sorry, spray it across everyone. I can't talk without my hands, which is why I just hit the mic. Um, <laughs> so we hear a bunch of pow pow. <laughs> April hit the mic again. <laughs> but I, I like tea. I'm a tea drinker. Yeah, I do I like mean, I like a little tea. Yeah, I I know that there was like a Boston Tea Party or something, but I still drink tea. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> I think we're over that. I think it's been long enough. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> it's not too soon yet. <laughs> or it's um, past too soon. But anyway, yeah, so I always, like, when I do stuff I've been putting off for a while, and also when I do things that I think are were going to be really stressful and annoying, and then they aren't, it's like a really positive thing for my depression. It's like a good affirmation of like, okay, like, Next time, maybe I won't put it off for so long because I'll realize that it's not that scary. Um, I can get it done. Like, I'm fully capable of getting those things done. And I even was feeling good enough that I did a little shopping while I was out. And I'm like, I'm not a shopper. Um, I don't have a lot of patience for it. But uh, I don't know. Kohl's. I'm I'm 35 and I shop in Kohl's Junior section. <laughs> I always end up shopping there and I don't realize that I've bought Junior's clothes until I'm like checking out. Then I'm like, man, I'm so bad at being an adult. I need I should be shopping at like Madewell or something, but I'm like, no, Kohl's Junior section. Yeah, so I feel like that was a good step for my depression today to get that stuff done. But uh, overall, I've been feeling the past week I've been feeling pretty good. I went back to the office. Um, so I had my first couple of days back in the office and it was very anxiety inducing. Um, like the first day I was back, I just spent a lot of time like just sitting at my desk, like staring at the screen, like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Cause like not a lot of people are back yet. So like I said, hi to my librarian friend on the way up. I work in the library um chatted with her for a while and then i didn't have any human contact the rest of the day so i was just like you know trying to figure out which task to do and like not having any like home stuff to distract me and i was just like i ended up it took me like the whole day to write like two emails (laughs) and i'm not kidding i was so and there were emails i'd been putting off because i was like i have to be really diplomatic and um I have to email faculty a lot and sometimes I get nervous about it because it's people I haven't even met. So I was just like really in my head about everything. But 
Um, I noticed that my energy levels were higher just from like going to the office those couple of days, which is good because working from home, I got really bad at like sleeping in a lot and just being really like lethargic all day. So I think this is going to be a really positive step. And like, luckily I've got vacations planned for the next couple of weekends, like long weekends. And I always take a, a buffer, like extra day off after a vacation because I need the time to recover. So I'll be working like two or three day weeks uh, for the next few weeks. And then I can ease my way back and up to the four day week that I was used to. Mm. Or maybe my supervisor will let me do three days a week. I might ask her. We'll see. Yeah, mm. you can. Doesn't um, have to ask. Yeah. Um mm. But I, th I think that's going to be really good. I, I, I really think that COVID was the trigger that made my anxiety and depression so bad. And probably losing both of our cats during COVID, two of our cats during COVID was also another trigger. Yeah. Mm. Um, but now that things are kind of going back to normal and I'll have the structure of like being in the office again, I feel like I'm going to start feeling more functional. Mm. Nice. Hey, good for you. I'm happy for you. Thanks. Yeah, and I realized, too, that it's like, even though I've been really social for the past, like, really this, for a lot of COVID, like, once things started, people started getting vaccinated, especially, I've been yeah. super social, um, which is good for my social anxiety, but I do feel like a lot of my, me being social is, like, going out to bars and stuff, so it's like... I'm not really challenging my social anxiety, but like going into work and like small talking with coworkers, that's the kind of stuff that I need to like just keep my social anxiety under control is like having those like casual interactions and not just like partying. And you're reacclimating yourself to that normalcy. Yeah. Like you've been away from it for so long, so it makes sense that like you need some practice with it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Luckily, the librarian that I talk to all the time is just super chatty. So, like, you don't really have to. It's just she's just easy to talk to. So I don't really even if I'm not in a talkative mood, I can just kind of listen to her go and be like, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> She'll just go. So, uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, I think things are looking up. So, April, how are you for real? Oh, um. I don't know. It's like, I don't know how to say it. I don't feel like I'm not good or good. I'm just, you know, a human. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Yeah, right. I'm no, just I'm doing kidding. human things. I, I, I don't know. I, um, it's like I've experienced depression. I can't remember a time in my life when I haven't experienced depression. Mm -hmm. But as I've gotten older as I've gotten new tools to kind of like deal with depression, it's changed the way that it, that it looks, the way that it comes on or even how I feel. I know that like there was a huge time in my twenties, late twenties, um, that depression for me looked like cutting off all interactions with other people, staying home, not getting out of bed, um, not eating, not doing anything and just being so kind of like locked into my own body and mind that I also was like, I can't let anyone see me this way. Um, but now, like as I've gotten older and I've done a lot of like 
dark soul of the night, like embrace it and learn it and be like, okay, I have these tools. What about these tools that I've never picked up before? How about I try and exercise those? So now I can have like functioning depression, I guess, is the best way to say it. So I just feel very depressed, but I can't pinpoint why. And I don't even know what causes me to feel that way. Like, I, I, things are good. I'm having really good, like, wins. Um, I'm having really happy experiences. I'm laughing, and then I'm down. And it's like, in the same day, I probably have, like, 50 depressed moments and 50 happy moments. But I can't really tell the difference. And I don't know, so I'm not... I'm just going with the flow of this like up and down roller coaster so to speak just to mm, like staying know, on the roller coaster that. theme yeah I appreciate that but that's how I kind of feel I just feel overwhelmed and I think I have a lot of decisions to make over a couple of things so I have like decision fatigue and simple decisions like stress me out a lot like what to eat which I know a lot of people talk about that, but I'm just like, I wish someone would just make sure that I'm fed every day. Can can I not be like a house plant that someone just like takes in and make sure that I'm like watered and put me in front of the window when I need sun? Okay, and like a person that's totally good with you on that. Person that's good at owning house plants, by the way. Not like some people who are just oh, like yeah. don't water their plants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me. I need to water my plants. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me. I also need to water my plants. So yeah. that's why. <laughs> so, so I've had several moments today where I've literally been laughing literally been laughing to in tears and then it's like a coin flip and then i'm bawling so that's how i am for hmm. real man I, it's like it's nice to have those high moments but the up and down is really hard because mm -hmm. i've like i definitely i've had my my moods have been like that in the past where it was like almost like one day I'd be like ecstatically happy and then the next day I would be like miserable and it seemed to go like back and forth. Yeah. But uh I haven't had a good mood, like a really good mood in a while. Yeah. Um and I miss them a lot. So it's like I've started to miss moodiness even. So it's like mm -hmm. I feel like you just you need those highs to get through the lows. Yeah. I I guess I've had some good highs for a while and it maybe it was just like coming that I should have some downs um because now I can appreciate them I guess I don't know I've, I've been things have been really well um in the past four years I haven't really experienced depression like I used to I've had down days but and they're not even days it's like I usually have like a down hour mm. and it's like these past three days I've felt just like that old familiar like nope you're still the same person who has the same depression and we're still here we've just been dormant for a little bit mm. we've been sleeping yeah. now we're awake let's yeah. party yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's your depression talking I, <laughs> I actually was thinking of this like analogy of like um I have I love swimming and I had a friend recently get like a, a pool put in an in-ground pool and I was just wondering if like a ton of people are probably like hey buddy can we hang out um but at your house and, and maybe like in your backyard and like <laughs> I'll, I'll bring my swimsuit um, you know because um, I just imagine when you put in a pool and it's hot and everyone's just like I want to go swim I want to go swim so in my brain if I have this like negative thought or like fear or doubt or anxiety 
it's like they put in a pool and then they just invited everyone over and some of them come and they like hand and ball in and then I'm like flooded with all of these like negative thoughts and so it's like a depressed pool party in my head <laughs> yeah, I like that <laughs> depressed pool party in your head yeah Sounds a lot of fun. Yeah, everybody's there. <laughs> everybody's there, and you don't want to talk to any of them. Yep. <laughs> everyone's there. Everyone's crying. Nobody's talking to each other. That actually sounds great. Am I sounds swimming? cathartic. Am I swimming in like chlorinated water, or is this tears? <laughs> it's just so many tears. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for sharing with us. Uh, we also forgot to tell you where you, where, where you, your God. <laughs> we also forgot to say where you work. Tell the, tell the people, I know. You know? Yeah, you work at Vigrets. Yes, yes. Um, and you work at, uh, you own mm-hmm. a, it's a, it, is it designated as a food truck? Yeah, I mean, I call it a food truck. I guess I should say dessert truck, but. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a. Snow what? Snowballs? It's shaved ice. I mean, it's snowballs, which is a form of shaved ice. But um, New Orleans style shaved ice, to be ex- exact. It's like really fluffy, snow-like, like snow what? Yeah, not like Philadelphia shaved ice or yeah. New York shaved ice. Right. Not even real. <laughs> <laughs> but we call it snow what because um, we put our Kentucky spin on it. We make a lot of our syrups homemade with real fruit. I made jams when I was little i made lots of jams i was jamming and i was like i know how to make jam i bet i can make syrup and i can nice very cool that's so fun your job sounds so fun it is fun it's weird to be a depressed person and own like probably the funnest business ever i think i I was actually talking to a friend earlier today and i was like i really want to call it the happiest place on earth but i think that's trademarked so it's like the second happiest place on earth Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably Disney World has that trademarked or whatever. (laughs) But I I really love, like, that's, I guess part of, like, one of my coping mechanisms for depression is I stay busy, but I stay busy doing things that I like to do. Mm. So having a company that a friend recently said to me that um, I probably will have a day off, but if someone reaches out and it's a kid's birthday party, or it's a friend, I'm going to book it. And I'm just going to, like, forgo me having a day off because I'm like, oh, I can't say no to a little kid. It's their birthday party. Or if a friend asks me, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, why would I have a business if I couldn't help out my friend? So, um, because I get a lot of joy from that. I get, even if I'm having a really bad day, being able to kind of, like, experience someone else's joy, I just get, like, a little bit of a gleam on it. It's really happy. I mean, handing a kid a rainbow snowball and having them, like, literally dancing, reaching up, trying to grab it from you is the cutest thing. That is so sweet. <laughs> yeah. And that kid is just me. Wow, Emery's super pumped for this. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, we've had adults be way more excited about them than kids. Yeah. We went to a beer fest once, and um, we had snowballs. It was a really hot day, and so people were coming to eat them and we have one that's like a cupcake and a person was like i mean how can you have a shaped ice that's a cupcake and i was just like magic (laughs) and uh so they're like all right i'll try it whatever uh you're weirdo and so i gave them the the cupcake and they ate it and looked at me and i know i'm not allowed to cuss but they were like 
that's a mother effing cupcake. And I was like, I told, I told you. Like, it's a cupcake. Nice. It's just an icy cupcake. And she was really excited. She screamed it. I wish I could, like, do an impression of her. <laughs> I do it sometimes. Just, you know, I'll save that. Yeah, save that for later in the yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> when we're at least expecting it. <laughs> You're a manager. Do you ever do any cooking or anything or serving or just? No, I mean. I do personal cooking, but no, I don't. I don't cook at Vigrids. There are some amazing people there that do that, so I just make sure that their good cooking gets to the people that it should. And for people who don't know, Vigrids is a vegan place. Nice. Uh, are you vegan? I am. I've been vegan for four years, nice. which I don't know if that kind of correlates with my mental health, but it has helped a lot. Like, kind of clear up some other health issues I was having, and. And I didn't do it for health reasons. I did it for the environment and animals and all those good things. And then the byproduct was that I was able to stop taking some medications that I was on, um, lower blood pressure, and um, I was pre-diabetic. And I was able to completely and totally reverse that number and get on the other healthy side of it. So oh, yeah. it's kind of amazing. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. I like being vegan. Go vegan. I hope I can be vegan someday. Yeah. I'm just not strong enough yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge advocate in, I don't ever strive for perfection. There's no, there was like a thing I read once that was like, we don't need a hundred perfect vegans or, or like one perfect vegan. We need, we need a hundred imperfect vegans, you know, to make real change. And it was, I think they were actually talking about recycling where it's like if people get caught up on like, I did this and I need to do this and I need to do this. Um, more people will kind of be intimidated about taking those changes. And it's like, no, I mean, just do a small change here and there. Like one meal a week is actually huge. The impact that it has, like the water, the trees, everything that is saved. Actually, Vigrets has a little counter, um, counter. I can't say that word. Um, it actually keeps track of all of the animals that we haven't harmed in order to make a meal. So, like, they've figured out, like, how many of our burgers served equals, like, a whole cow. Hmm. How many of our wings equals, like, a whole chicken. And uh, so it just, like, ticks over for every animal, which is kind of cool. Wow. That's awesome. That is cool. I did, like, a flexitarian thing for a while where I ate, I ate meat just, like, a few days a week. Hmm. And I learned a lot about just how to make a meal around a meal that's not, like, focused on meat. Yeah, meat heavy. Yeah. Um, but then I ended up, like, on the days that I did eat meat, I had, like, basically, like, Renaissance feasts, like a whole peacock. <laughs> like, I just, like... Made I that just whole ate, bird. I just <laughs> ate everything. So I'm like, I feel like this is balancing out weirdly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I tried it. Um, I just realized we were about at that time. We should take a little break. So we will be right back. Two Nights in a Pod is a program dedicated to talking about the real stuff. The stigma of mental illness, how we tend to our mental health, and how our brains define and empower us. Hosted by Lizzie and Emery, Two Nights in a Pod can be found on podcast streaming devices such as iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and CastBox. In addition to podcast streaming services, Two Nights in a Pod is a proud member of Forward Radio. 065 WFMPLP is committed to broadcasting the voices of those groups and individuals in our community who are routinely ignored by the mainstream media 
promoting understanding and collaboration among diverse groups, supporting our efforts to network, organize, and strengthen our community and our democracy. Forward Radio is a volunteer-powered, listener-supported station, and we need your contributions. Just go to forwardradio.org to donate or get involved. All right, we are back with our special guest, April Grubb. Love having her in the studio with us. Um, And April, we always like to, this is kind of the segment of the show where we like to hear more about you and your story. But um, we always like to start off with asking, like, what made you feel comfortable to come be on the show today? Like, because it's hard to talk about this stuff. So, like, what inspired you to do that? Well, um, first, first of all, Emery, um, he's always been so transparent about his mental health journey. And it's really inspiring to me. And so I'm like, maybe if I tell my story, it can be inspiring to someone else. Um, I really. It's very nice of you. <laughs> I appreciate like hearing your journey and, and knowing, knowing you the way that I do, but knowing that you have these kind of struggles that I have. And um, I've attempted suicide at a really young age. And um, just thinking about the fact that like, had I been successful all of the things that like snow what that we were talking about that wouldn't exist. And there's so many people that that's like, like they love snow. What they call me the snow queen. They like cheer <laughs> and they're just like, Oh my gosh, Snow what is here. And that wouldn't happen. Yeah. So if I can inspire someone else to know that we are in this together, we can have conversations about it. It's okay to be overwhelmed and it's okay to be depressed, but there are days that are worth celebrating, worth smiling, worth laughing. You never know when your roommate's going to give you a pass to Kentucky Kingdom. Yeah, it's true. You never know. <laughs> yeah. So. Awesome. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your mental health backgrounds? Kind of like, almost like your mental health story. Like kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Um, I can try. <laughs> when I started out... Um, I never, I have never felt like I fit in ever from the beginning. Um, I grew up in Eastern Kentucky and the way that people are, you know, very sexist, very racist. Um, and it just never fat, set right with me. Even, even as a little kid, I would just be like, why do we think this? Why do we do this? And I just felt so different, so isolated. And the older that I got, um, and I would question more things my as a straight a student and i was in band i was in honors club i was in all these different i was on the newspaper and i just started feeling overwhelmed and anxious and i wasn't like me i guess and so my mom was like you're 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 crazy something's wrong with you you're out of control you're erratic and took me to see a therapist and uh from one session they were like oh you're bipolar And I was just like, what? (laughs) Um, And so I I started to think about, like, what that means. Like, um, I've I've thought about it a lot, like, from the perspective of, like, my parents are so different. They're very different people. They got divorced when I was really young, and their households were so different. Um, I experienced a lot of trauma when I was really young, um, starting as early as, like, five years old different trauma, physical trauma, sexual trauma. And, um, I just have felt like 
was it trauma or was it depression or was it mental health? And I went through just a, a long period of kind of like survival where I didn't really have time to like kind of think about mental health. I didn't, I was surviving. I was actually, um, I got married when I was 16, which is really strange. Wow. That was kind of like an option that I had when I was acting out. Um, my mom gave me the option of going into foster care or being married and I chose marriage, which is really strange. And so I just started working. I've got a bunch of different jobs and, um, mental health was on the back burner for me. I just thought this was how everyone feels. We all feel overwhelmed. We all feel stressed. We all have days where we can't get out of bed or days where we can't stop crying or we all think about these negative thoughts over and over again. And then, um, when I turned 28, it was just like, what am I doing? What, what have I been, what life have I been living? And I tried to see different therapists and some of them are very like, oh, you're bipolar. Here's some medicine for that. And, um, the more that I started taking control of it myself, not control, cause obviously I can't really control it, but trying to learn about it and learn, um, when people tell me that I'm resilient and I was just like, Oh, that's not really a compliment. That just means all these things I've been through. Yeah. Like I had to like learn to be resilient. Um, and I wanted to be more than just resilient. And I've always been that person. I don't know why that if there's a challenge, I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. So I had social anxiety really, really bad when I was in, um, junior high and high school. So I decided to join drama to combat it which is a very odd thing to do I'm sure but I was like I hate standing in front of people I hate people I don't want to be around people I'm going to stand in front of them and perform <laughs> and um it actually really helped me a lot like it it made me feel very confident I was able to do that and so that was just another tool that I put in my bag whenever I was experiencing depression like you got up in front of people and pretended you were Catherine or Peter Pan or because I really like ginger bendy rolls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely been a journey and a lot of like reading, being kind to myself, being open. I've realized that the more that I'm open about it, the more conversations that I have about it, the more that I'm able to keep moving forward, keep figuring it out. Very nice. Man, I, that's so interesting about drama. I did drama in middle school and then I think I stopped in high school because I was like I was in this new environment and it was scary and I really regret stopping it because I do think that it definitely helped me socially to be in drama. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but it was like I, I remember the first play that I did in high school and I was a pretty good kid and kind of sat in the background. I, I really loved disappearing, which was really hard. Like when I I would perform well or I'd get good grades and then the teacher would like kind of call me out in front of the whole class and I'd be like oh my gosh why did I do well on that project I didn't <laughs> want anyone to see me but um I did this play and the principal came up to me afterwards and he was like do I know you and he was like do you go here and I was like yes I go here <laughs> he was like what is your name and I, I told him and he was like well I've never heard of you so you must be a good kid and he was like but well, that was amazing Oh, it's just like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So I don't know. It just I'm so shy. I have such like 
social anxiety, but for whatever reason, I'm able to be like, I'm more than that. I am more than my anxiety. I can stand here and be this person. I can embody this character and I can share that with someone. And I've had a lot of people be like, you're so great at public speaking. And I'm like, you have no clue what's going on in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Uh, A question about, so with your work with Vigrets and then being a small business owner with Snow White, uh, what has it been like over the past year or year and a half with the pandemic and everything that's happened with that? Oh, man. Um, Well, for one, we used to have a storefront, Snow White, and we made the difficult decision to close our shop and become just mobile. That was really hard. We, We had put a lot of work into our shop. It was really cute and... I loved it, but um, it wasn't the perfect spot. And then when the pandemic happened, it really wasn't the perfect spot. Um, And I mean, there were times, there were days, just like being a depressed person, the same, where there were days where I was like, I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to have to do something else. And um, like there was a time where I was like, maybe 2020 is the year that I don't do Snow White. Maybe 2021 is the year I don't do Snow White and try something else and just take a hiatus and then I don't know like someone would reach out and be like we have this little kind of like small social distancing gathering we'd really like to have you there and we would go and everyone would be so happy and excited and then I was like well maybe I do want to do Snow White so it was a lot of back and forth um we obviously all of the big festivals kind of pay for all of our expenses through the year and we didn't have those so it was a struggle but the plus side is that we have a lot of ideas all the time that we never had the time to be able to put into those ideas because we were so busy kind of operating the business so during covid we were able to actually try some of those ideas and see how they went and one of them was like coming up with a new product and launching these handcrafted beverages and now they're like really successful we're in like eight different restaurants right now which is really cool i met a stand-up comedian recently and she knew me based on the drink and i was like oh my gosh there's a stand-up comedian that knows me (laughs) but um i i never would have been able to do these kind of things had i not been forced to kind of take a step back yeah um but it, it has been difficult um there's so much stress and anxiety especially working at vgrids we were closed And a lot of the staff had never experienced working at the restaurant when we were open for dining. And the anxiety there of when we finally made the decision to like reopen was just like, you know, they didn't really know how am I going to interact with people? Why are there people suddenly like up at the bar? Like, what are you doing so close to me? You're supposed to be over there. Um, So it's definitely been hard. But um, as an introvert, I actually kind of enjoyed a lot of the peace and quiet that I had all year. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, I'm ashamed to say I actually had a really good year. I mean, it was really kind of peaceful and relaxing. And I got to um, spend a lot of quality time with my partner. We um, worked on our communication a lot. And I don't know, I feel like we were able to get to a different level of our relationship had we not had this like kind of forced lock in time. Yeah. That's good that it had a positive impact on your relationship because 
that was that kind of became the joke is like COVID is just testing relationships all over the place. <laughs> so when you're really locked in with someone, do you still like them? <laughs> so it's oh, tough. Yeah. I, I'm really fortunate that I had I had a partner that I could kind of go through that with because I don't know. I say that I like to be alone. I'm, I'm always like kind of fantasizing about Walden. I just want to be Ralph and yeah. go live in a cabin for two years. But um, <laughs> I kind of want, you know, my partner to come with me. Yeah. So. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really bad at being, a, I'm an introvert, but I'm bad at being alone alone. Yeah. I've always had like, just like re- people I'm really close with who being with them is the same as being alone because there's no pressure. Oh yeah. No, like, absolutely. There's like a, my, so I just don't have social anxiety with them. Um, so of course, like my husband's one of those people. Uh, so yeah, I feel like that, um, I'm like a weird introvert for that reason that like (laughs) when I'm actually alone, I kind of get like really freaked out. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that. I feel like I present as an extrovert a lot, which is really hard, especially owning a small business that's so happy and joyful and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're an introvert. I remember I used to tell everyone I was shy I just became part of like how I would introduce myself. Oh, my name is April and I'm, I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I met my best friend in the whole world. She's kind of like a sister to me. She was like, you have to stop telling people you're shy. You are not shy. And it's because I am shy. So I like combat that by like talking a lot. <laughs> and, yeah. um, the only time I ever got in trouble for school was I got detention for excessive talking. <laughs> it's like, that's how I cover it up. I'm like, I'm like an incognito shy. Yeah, I think there's like some masking too. Yeah. That Probably goes the drama. on. <laughs> yeah, with introversion it's just the because it's like not considered like a desirable trait in our mm-hmm. culture. Oh, like yeah. it's a, we are in a culture of extroverts. Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like we as introverts you kind of grow up learning how to mask it a little bit yeah. and, and how to you know, appear more extroverted. And God, extroverts are just so annoying. <laughs> I mean, we love y'all, but just please stop talking. Just, just stop talking. Be quiet for once. I love it. I love for them to talk so I can just listen. That's true. I've been, or, yeah, I've been around a couple of extroverts on like dates and stuff where I was like, all right, this is actually kind of nice because I could just listen and just not have to talk and do this work. I'm just, yeah, I'm just just watching the show right now <laughs> that's what's weird about my husband and i both being introverts is that some days i'm like have we exchanged more than five words with each other <laughs> especially during like times when this summer he's not working and i've been working from home so there's just like i mean when we're both going i'm going into the office and like he teaches high school he's like there's natural stuff to talk about because they're like end of the day like hey how was your day what happened like yeah but when you're just kind of locked in together it's like there's no news, <laughs> there's no news. <laughs> what are we going to talk about current events or <laughs> you want to talk about the dog again <laughs> but i told him the other day i was just like we need to like make an effort to talk more because i think sometimes we we just get a little too comfortable with our routine and just kind of like having our shared like nonverbal language that we're like that old couple that doesn't talk i'm sure my partner would love to trade places with you because she's like april you talk too much all the time i just can't help it i i don't know it's that tool that i learned i guess that masking tool of like i can't let them know that i'm introverted so i'm just gonna tell them everything like 
earlier when we were talking about um we don't we normally say fine or good i've never been that person ever if someone asks me how i am i'm like oh my god you have no idea what happened to me today <laughs> so i went to the store and i just you know i've never known that it's okay to just be like oh, i love i good. love people like that where i'm just like i can guarantee that if i ask like if i ask my mom how she is like i can guarantee it is not gonna be a one-word response <laughs> and it's probably gonna have some pretty good stuff in there like some interesting stuff I'm like all right yeah you've had a day <laughs> Um, so I just realized we're getting to the end of our time. Um, so April, thank you so much for sharing your story and being on the show. Cause I know it's really, it's hard to come on the radio and talk about your feelings. Yeah. So absolutely. thanks for doing that. Um, we always like to end with gratitudes. Sometimes we kind of get into dark subject matter. So we like to end on like a positive note. So gratitudes and I'm, I'm going to go last cause I'm really bad at these. <laughs> Uh, so my first gratitude would be, I have two. First one would be humor. I just like, I just like, people don't have to necessarily be funny to me. They have to have a good sense of humor. And I saw it, uh, when we were at the Kentucky Kingdom together and I had, I had gone, I was like, man, I need to like blow my nose or something. So I left the line. We we're in a line for bumper cars and Brendan, my roommate texted me. He was like, I just realized that I'm a man, a single man in his mid thirties standing in the line at a theme park for bumper cars and like everyone is like children like people with their kids it's like i'm just here by myself and i just thought that was so funny and like that just style of humor where especially like observational or awkward like always makes me laugh and the second thing humor and then music so i got two songs one is i had heard it so many times it is an older song maybe like i mean a few several years old uh, but it's called Walking on a Dream by Empire of the Sun. And I hear it all the time. And I was like, what the hell is that song? And I had that Shazam app. And I downloaded And I was like, oh, my God, that's a song. And now I have it because I downloaded it. And I was like, look at that. But I like knowing that song. And then the second one was I heard today. It's Ed Sheeran's Bad Habits song. <laughs> I don't know what in the world. I never really thought I was an Ed Sheeran fan, but. I'm obsessed with that song. I like listen. I'm one of those people. If I listen to a song, I'm like, I like that song. I immediately download it on my phone and then I listen to it obsessively. And that's what I've done with that uh, bad habit song. I think I listened to it like seven times in a row. So mm, nice. I do that too. I think it must be a comfort thing. Yeah. Mm. So humor and music is my two. Humor and music. What about you, April? Well, thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, everyone listening is going to be like, is she going to say she's grateful for me? Um, but I, I'm really grateful for, I love when you have an unexpected encounter with someone, um, and that you are able to have this like kind of deep connection all at once, like in a moment and you didn't really expect it. Like I, I went out to get some money out of my car when I was at V Grits the other day and a coworker was there that we don't really interact front of house, back of house. I mean, you know, and so I um, just said something and for whatever reason it kind of like sparked a conversation and we ended up talking for like 20 minutes and we have so many things in common and a lot of it is mental health and those tiny little things kind of like you don't realize what big impact it has when you're like oh my gosh there's another person that I work with all the time and they're kind of going through the same thing that I am and now we can kind of look at each other every now and then and it's just like that knowing that feeling so that's cool i really am grateful for moments like that 
you know, Very cool. these open conversations about mental health. Mm-hmm. And um, two, um, I appreciate my partner so much. I know that sometimes living with someone who has depression can be a little overwhelming. You have no idea what the appropriate response is. And so just having her next to me has been so amazing. The way that she has changed my perspective so much, I know has really helped my mental health a lot. So I'm incredibly grateful for her and I'm really grateful for what you guys do. So I'm grateful for both of you. This is incredible. I don't know really of anything else right now that where people are having really honest conversations about mental health and that's really important. So I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I want to show some gratitude for my body for getting me around. Mm. Um, I have been, Good job, body. I have like definitely some issues with like just body image and I've been feeling it more lately just with the summer and like having a lot of, you know, social events and bathing suits and stuff like that. Um, and I've just been feeling down on myself because I haven't been exercising like I used to, like I walk the dog every day, but that's it. But I am grateful that, you know, I'm able to walk the dog every day Mm -hmm. that like I have the mobility to do that. And that, you know, my body gets me where I need to go. And, even if I have like these personal body image issues that like, you know, I've never experienced like fat phobia or anything, or I've never had anyone, you know, put me down based on my body. Cause you know, I definitely, even though I have issues with my body, I know that I also like, um, I don't have to face that kind of like prejudice. So I just want to show some gratitude to my body for just getting me around every day and, you know, body, I will start feeding you better and exercising you better soon as I pat myself on the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we are at the end of our time. April, thank you again so much. Thank you all. Thank you. Um, And that's it, everybody. We will see you soon. Keep talking about your feelings. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Two Nuts in a Pod on Forward Radio. Please keep in mind that we are not mental health professionals, and all of our opinions are based on our personal experiences. If you'd like to speak to a trained professional, call National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. The crisis line is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Original theme music for Two Nuts in a Pod was composed by Neil Lucas.